0: 2021 from odessa texas i am gian the founding pastor of victory church and i was born in guatemala today precisely is a holiday in guatemala city congratulations to everybody there all my friends and family and relatives in guatemala city enjoy your holiday all right suez canal this is our worship service 251 and today august 15th 2021 And I want to start by inviting you to download the bulletin. Go to the website if you want, look for the tab bulletins, or you can simply use your big TV, point towards the QR code, and voila, you have the bulletin of this morning. I want to thank you for your support. Really, thank you so much. We are improving in the quality of our broadcast the Lord has provided through each one of us here in the church that we make contributions, whether it's through the website or through a text message. Everything that we do has the purpose of exalt the name of our Lord Jesus and also to reach out to new people. And uh, well, let me tell you this, it is an honor for me and uh, everyone here working in the church, we all are happy to see what's going on. But at the same time, we need to say thank you dear Friend, for your help, for your financial contribution, and also thank you, Tracy, for the songs you sing. Thank you, Sebastian, for the work you are doing with all our broadcast. All right. Let's start this morning by asking the question. Where is the Suez Canal located? Do you know? Well, let me point this map here. Sebastian, please put this map on the screen. Thank you, sir. And we see here in the west part of the planet, what we know as the continent of America, on the left side. And of course, you know, there is North America, Central America, and South America. Precisely in that corner (laughs) of Central America is where Guatemala is located. This is the country where I was born. But many people even don't know that America it's a continent, believe it or not. Here in the US, there are individuals that they just think that when we say America, we refer not just the country, but the whole area, not knowing much about geography. It's kind of sad, but we, with this map, we will see this clearly. There is a North America area with Alaska, Canada, and Mexico, and then South America, you know after panama we have venezuela colombia and all those countries all the way down through chile and argentina now moving through the atlantic which is that big mass in between the two big bodies of land you have in the north part europe many of us have actually family in europe many of us even don't know they exist there Because through the years, Europeans came to America. Okay. So we have Europe, England, naturally, for us here in America, Spain, for us in Latin America, Portugal, France as well, and Germany, the other countries in in Europe. And then a little bit down, you see Africa, with all the beautiful countries out there, with uh, beautiful scenery you know one day I would love to go to Africa and enjoy seeing these animals and those sunsets and uh, it will be a wonderful experience we have friends in Europe we have friends in Africa and we actually have a particular mission there that we love to help when we can in Kenya we have friends in Ghana and, and other parts of Africa now in between Europe and Africa there is a section that we call the Middle East in fact, the body of water between Europe and Africa is called the Mediterranean Sea, as you probably know. And then, a little bit to the right, you see Euroasia is what we call Euroasia. And actually, a little bit down of the word Asia, you will see this big shape of Africa kind of thing. With well, that is India, the second biggest country in the world population-wise. The number one is China. Both of those countries, their populations right now, they are near 1.4 billion people. They are gigantic countries. Now, when you ask the question, where is the Suez Canal? The answer is, it's in the Middle East. So let's go a little bit and zoom to that area. Thank you, Sebastian. So here's where the Suez Canal is located. It's a actually human-made canal that connects the Suez Gulf, which is the Red Sea, we call sometimes the Red Sea, that area, and the Mediterranean. And it, the length is 120 miles, approximately. It is a, it's one of the wonders of the world. Beautiful, beautiful project. Today, we are going to be talking about the Suez Canal. You noticed, you can see there, for instance, countries like Egypt, near the Suez Canal. And you can see Israel, a little bit up, you will see Turkey, Greece, Bulgaria, and the classic boot of Italy. Isn't that it wonderful to study geography? I love it. Okay, let's continue talking about this. When the good Lord used Moses to move his people that were in slavery from Egypt to Israel, they crossed over the Suez Canal. And that is why we are talking about the. Today. So, this is a beautiful picture. This astronaut photograph provides a panoramic view of most of the length of the Red Sea. The northernmost end, the Gulf of Suez, is just visible at the top center of the image and is fully in kilometers, is 1900 kilometers and 1200 miles. In ground distance from the International Space Station ISS is where this picture was taken. The Nile River, you can see it a little bit to the left. The snakes is way northward through the Sahara, Sahara Desert on the left. The Sahara, Sahara. (laughs) Anyways, wonderful information about this picture. You can see it on the screen and you can take a look at that later. Thanks to NASA, we have those pictures here. Now, this other picture that you see here, and I want you to notice that in the left side clearly specifies north, and then there is a little section with the, with the word one kilometer. That is, just to give you an idea, the, the, the width of this part of the Suez Canal, and those little marks that you see on the screen, those are ships, those big ships that carry... Hundreds and I don't know how many hundreds probably more than a hundred maybe thousands of containers. They're 40 feet containers and uh, actually This uh, is a report for the company left agencies that in March 2029 of this year they were talking about a little uh, When they restarted the service a little issue we had with so many ships that were interested in crossing the Suez Canal but What is the relevance of the Suez Canal, you are asking? Really are here to hear about geography and what else? Well, no, my friend. We are going to talk about the scripture, but it's interesting to know where things are located. Now, but what is the relevance of the Suez Canal? Well, because the Lord God Almighty used Moses, helping the Israelites crossing over the Suez Canal, We will talk about it. Now, you might be thinking, why Israel's story is important for me? Do you know why? Well, the Bible that we have here in the Western Hemisphere, here in America, Latin America, and Europe, we have our Bibles, correct? Those Bibles are translations that come initially from Aramaic, Hebrew, And And all that is a set of books compiled that we call the Bible. And the origin of all that is precisely with Adam and Eve. And the one who wrote all that was Moses. That is why it's important to, to learn the story of Israel. And also because there are many things that apply directly to what's going on in your life. You say what history of israel has to do with what's going on in my life <laughs> yes you will see did you know that god opened the red sea for the israelites did you know that well i heard something i watched the movie years ago i know about the ten commandments <laughs> Chartal, Heston, maybe well yeah absolutely he did it and it's a wonderful movie that I would like to see the remake one day, but what is the connection between that story and you? Do you know? Do you know if is there any connection between the story of the Israelites moving forward from Egypt Egypt, to the promised land? Well, that is what we will be talking uh, about today. So I would like to start by reading with you this wonderful passage located in The book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 2. We read from the easy-to-read version, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Guide us, Lord, through this study. These are words from the Lord God. He says, I am the Lord your God. I am the one who freed you from Egypt, where you were slaves. So This is the Lord God in Exodus 20, talking to his people through Moses and this chapter 20 is particularly important because it's where after this statement the Lord provided the Ten Commandments and everything was recorded and registered after that you can check out this chapter 20 the Ten Commandments are given after this but mainly what the Lord is saying here is guys You need to remember this. You were slaves in Egypt. And now you are free. But I am the one who brought you out of Egypt. So the connection here is about us believers now in Israel with that particular event. You know, the meaning of Egypt for us is basically a a figure talking about sin talking about darkness talking about evil is not that the country of Egypt is evil or darkness or diabolic don't get confused it's just a figure for us believers what happened thousands of years ago it's a separate issue the Lord had a plan and there is so much to discuss about it but the connection between that story and you is all about the representation of egypt in our life today which is sin darkness and evil we were before we became to the knowledge of the lord jesus christ we were immersed in all that that the lord is the one who brought us out of egypt that's great right now do you know what the israelites were doing in egypt (laughs) They are slaves. They were building buildings. And you know what? There was no cement or concrete. There was no uh, hardware store, anything like that. Everything was done from mud and natural elements. It was very, very difficult for the Israelites to make those bricks. And they were working day and night, making those bricks in order to build the buildings and build everything the Egyptians were demanding because Israel was slave. So, do you feel that you got stuck making mud bricks? Do you feel right now that you are stuck in your life like, just like the Israelites, whether you are a believer or you are not a believer yet, whether you are a member of a church or you are not a member of a church, sometimes you might feel like you are stuck. You feel like you are slave, making breaks out of mud in the routine because you are stuck in your situation. It is hard. Sometimes we all feel stuck. We can feel stuck to begin with our personal life, relationships, or work-wise. You feel stuck in that job that you have. You feel stuck with certain things in your context, and you just think, "I I wish I could get out of here, and you don't know how to get out of there. So that's why you feel stuck i will tell you that the first thing that you need to do is to stop asking why let me take you to that story what is happening in egypt back then many people even though they were slaves even though they were building bricks even though they were strolling with many problems with the Egyptians, you know that wonderful stories were happening there. Whether you want to believe it or not, there were many couples falling in love while they were making the bricks. All money, if you like. Perhaps with a tremendous heat or perhaps under the rain or maybe a day that was very dry and there is a storm and all the dust is flying everywhere but there were romantic romantic stories going on there a guy was falling in love with this girl and this girl was falling in love with this guy and then they didn't have any chance to You know, buy new clothes or (laughs) nothing. The girls couldn't do their hair, makeup. The guys, you know, forget about it. But there, in the midst of situations where you feel stuck, still there there is romance. Couples were falling in love. And we're getting married. Maybe they didn't have the opportunity to go on a honeymoon. Or have a beautiful white wedding. Big white wedding with the cake. Who knows about the dress? Who knows about the rings? Who knows about the pictures? But honestly, when you are falling in love. Do you really think that those things matter? They, they are important to a certain degree, but what is the most important thing when you are about to marry somebody is that you love that girl, and that girl loves you. But you, lady, love that guy, and that guy loves you. That's the most important because after the wedding and all that, you will go to the routine of your daily life and all that stuff, Related with the celebration, reception, and honeymoon is over. There's only memories now. The daily life is going to take place in the reality of the chores and coming back to the mud and built in bricks. But stories like that were happening there, and not just that kind of stories. They were happening also family stories, beautiful stories between brothers. With brothers, sisters, and sisters, kids playing games, beautiful stories about friends friends that someday ask you for help because they were sick or whatever, and you work the load of work for your friend, and vice versa. Friendship was developed even while they were building bricks. And not just that, there was a lot of suffering as well elderly were getting weaker and weaker and suffering and ill and many of them they were wondering what's going on this will be the end of my life for many of them it was but also there were wonderful stories happening while they were building bricks related with faith all that they needed to do was to remember that there was one God in heaven that love them. So maybe you, right now, you feel you are stuck. You feel that you are stuck in the mud. You feel that that relationship doesn't work well. You feel that your job is a disaster or your health. Maybe you feel that your finances are just not going anywhere. Still, you can move forward and find amazing experiences. You know, just remember that God Still, is alive. He exists. Now, after that, in Exodus chapter three, verse verses one and two, Moses went to a mountain called Horeb, the mountain of God. On that mountain, Moses saw the angel of the Lord in a in a burning bush. Ho, ho, ho What's going on? Well, the Israelites are struggling, and many things happen to Moses. Now he's in a mountain, and he sees a bush that is burning. And the Lord God is there, and he speaks to to Moses. Chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, the Lord said, I have seen the troubles my people have suffered in Egypt, and I have heard their cries when the Egyptians hurt them. I know about their pain. Now I will go down and save my people from the Egyptians. I will take them from the land and lead them to a good land where they can be free from these troubles. The Lord heard the sufferings, the prayers, people crying out to the good Lord. And the Lord said, the time has come. Absolutely. Because they remember there is one God. It doesn't matter what kind of stalk is what you are going through right now. If you feel stuck in the mud, remember this. There are stories happening. And also, the Lord God is still alive. Because the Lord God will rescue you. You might go through big, big difficulties in your life. Like the Israelites in Egypt. Just working and working with the bricks and the mud and the rain and the heat. Not having enough food or good water to drink. It doesn't matter what kind of context you are, the Lord always will go to rescue you. But the interesting thing about it is that the Lord is going to use somebody, a man of God. You, you know, know what was happening? There yes, while the Israelites were struggling, there is one man, Moses, that was chosen by God. Who was in a mountain and he saw this particular bush burning and actually there the Lord spoke to Moses and said get rid of your shoes I want you to be barefoot (laughs) because this is a holy place this man of God had an encounter divine encounter with the good Lord He got rid of the shoes and the Lord said, I'm going to rescue my people. And then the Lord gave him him instructions. Now, what you don't know about this man at this point is that he has his own story. (laughs) He actually, he was in the house of Pharaoh, the leader of the Egyptians who was basically killing the Israelites, making them suffer. Well, Moses had his own story there. And then being raised there, when he knew that he was a Hebrew, Israelite, he went and killed an Egyptian. So he left because the Egyptians wanted to kill him. Years later, he married somebody. Years later now, he's debating about the purpose of his life. And going through all that, when he found that burning bush one day, He heard the voice of the Lord giving him instructions, specific instructions what to do. But this man has his own story. The Lord will rescue you, my friend. Out of all your tribulations, the Lord will take you out of that building bricks with mud situation. And the Lord will use a man of God. But don't you think that that man doesn't have a story? Whether the Lord uses a man of God in your life or a woman of God in your life whether the Lord uses a young man or an old man everyone has his own story but what matters here is that story has a nice ending what was that ending that finally Moses stopped doing what he wanted to do and he understood that he needed to do what the Lord want him to do boom miracle because the Lord God is with you my friend while you are making bricks out of mud and you are struggling with your problems and you feel stuck the Lord is with you and he will rescue you and he will use a man of God for your life but it's up to you to say I'm going I'm leaving Egypt I'm leaving the darkness. I'm leaving the evil. I don't want to be part of that stuff anymore. I'm I'm getting out of here. At the end, my friend, it's going to be your decision. The beautiful part of this is that when Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt, many of them that believed in him, they said, we know this is the right thing to do. So, (laughs) can you imagine, Mama's there OK, little Jimmy, little Joe, little Mark, get yourself together. We are going to church. We don't want to go to church, mama. I'm not asking you. We are going. Family, so united family, people with love, they will bring, even against their will, the little ones to go to hear that word. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? Because by that influence, the little ones start to, to hear and believe that there is a God in heaven that loves them. And they, he will rescue them from that misery of a slavery in Egypt. How many people that are successful in this world were one day in the most horrendous environment with drugs, homosexualism, witchcraft, Poverty, alcoholism, abuse of all kinds. But those little ones, they were taken by somebody who believed that there was a man of God there. And they were taken to church, started to hear God's word, started to hear that there was a promised land, that there was a possibility of getting out of that Egypt, meaning evil, darkness, and perversity. So, so the, kids the kids went along with the mamas, But not just the kids. There were adults that they have friends, like you. And, and those adults, they, they said, you know no, what? That is correct.
1: We, we want, want to get together. out of
0: Egypt. So hey, Bob, Bob, we, we gotta, gotta go. go. Hey, Mike, we, we are leaving. leaving. You are are my friends. Friends. I'm not not going to let you just go there to that. No, 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 no. We are leaving. And bring Jacqueline and uh, everybody else, all the girls. We are going. Family and friends started to talk about the possibility of leaving Egypt. Can you imagine the excitement among all the Israelites? And they were like, really? And who is this guy? Who is this old man? You know he's too old for us you know he he doesn't have even the most recent iphone <laughs> you know this guy speaks weird i heard that he has to use his brother because he has trouble to speak and his looks man he's old We We don't want to to follow follow this this guy. guy. No, we We need need somebody, somebody, you know, good looking, strong, with a fabulous personality and resources. This guy, the only thing that he has is a stick. Yeah, but do you know what happens when he's using that stick? Really, What, what happens? Boy, don't you remember? All these animals coming in in Egypt, but not here. Yeah. You remember that fire? Do you remember all these bugs coming in and out? Do you remember the the firstborn dying in Egypt? Yeah. Yeah. What? That little stick. He's a man of God. We believe in the Lord. And this is part of the prophecy. We are living. So get your stuff, get your backpacks. And everybody said, all right, let's go. I believe it's more than a million Israelites that left Egypt. But let's continue reading now. Ephesians chapter six, verse 12. Our fight is not against people on earth. We are fighting against the rulers and authorities of this world's darkness, even the spiritual powers in the headquarters of evil. Do you realize that your fight actually is not against your mother-in-law? You know, your problem is not your husband, lady. My friend, the problem is not your wife. Friends, the problem is not your supervisor. The problem is not the president. Hello. You think the owner of the company is mean. You think that neighbor is perverse, and you start to develop bad feelings towards people. You are confused, my friend. Our battle is a spiritual battle, and the Lord gives us the weapons and the power to fight. Do you know that evil is territorial? There are areas in each town here in South, in the South in Texas, New Mexico, also in Florida and in California. There are areas in Arizona, in Dakota. There are areas in Pennsylvania. There are areas in New York. There are areas in each state. There are areas in Russia. There are areas in Japan. There are areas in Guatemala and also in the Bahamas. There are areas in Asia and also in Australia where the evil is taking control because evil is territorial, but you have to see it as spiritual. So therefore, sometimes when you are stuck in the mud and you are in, in the midst of all these troubles and you feel like there is no way to get out of those situations, changing context is healthy. Because, you know, sometimes you are, for instance, for those who who have roommates, some of those roommates are horrible, (laughs) you know? They are into all kind of evil things. Sometimes you work for companies where everything is about getting high or going to bad places. Sometimes changing context is healthy, my friend. Well, guess what? That is what happened to the Israelites. The Lord said, no, you are not staying here. I'm taking you to the promised land. That's why you have to learn to read God's signs. There is a sign coming to you one day about not going here, other day about not meeting with these people, and there are many signs, but you just don't want to read the signs. (laughs) You have to learn to read the signs and eventually yourself grab your legs and say, I'm out of here. When the Israelites knew that it was the time to leave, remember they didn't have SUVs. There was no Uber, no train, no cars at all, just a few animals, they didn't have any other thing but their own legs. And it was time to walk. Making the effort, listening what I'm saying to you. When you need to change the context, don't tell me, I can't find it. I can't, I can't, I can't. That's just an excuse. When you need to change the context, you have to get out of there and find the right place. Because sometimes, unfortunately, evil is territorial, and you have to be extracted, <laughs> which is what happened to the Israelites. Speaking about it, next Sunday, August 22nd, in our worship service 252, the topic will be expanding your territory. I want to explain to you how is it possible that you can have a victory here, and then another victory there, and another here, and how all that is expanding your territory. I'm gonna to talk to you about it next Sunday. But again, I wanna show you this map. I showed you this map before. And here, thank you, Sebastian, for putting it on the screen. You see that Egypt, which in the map looks on the left side, Israel is on the right side, they need to cross the Red Sea. And that is exactly what happened to the Israelites. Exodus 14, verses 16 and 17 describes what happened. The Lord said to Moses, raise raise the walking stick in your hand over the Red Sea. Just put it there, right? And the sea will split. (laughs) Really? Moses is like, just put the the stick? Yeah, just put it there. (laughs) Then, then what, Lord? The people can go across on dry land. Really, Lord? Really? Yes, Moses, that is what's going to happen. Do you remember all the stuff that you lived before in Egypt? I'm with you. Yes, Lord. The man of God said, I'll do it, Lord. I'm going to lead the people. I have made your enemies chase you. But I will show you that I am more powerful than everyone. Because at this point, Pharaoh and 600 guys, which, you know, it's kind of funny. Because you are talking about a million Israelites? And they are just six hundred Egyptians. Yes. With horses and chariots and who knows what kind of weapons they had. You know? It's true. They 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 had weapons, but numerically speaking, they were not that many. But the problem is that when you are stuck in the mud, when you are in darkness, you you are afraid. Because you think that whoever was with you in the darkness doing those things is going to get you. Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to get you. We play, right? Well, sometimes people that are in darkness feel that way. They are starting to come to church. They started to watch good programs on TV. They started to listen to the word of God and preachers and speakers and worship music. And suddenly, here's the enemy started to change you. Well, sometimes you need to be chased. You know what? The Lord did it for the Israelites. The Lord was the one that put in Pharaoh's heart. Go after them. And why do you think he did it? Because the Lord had a plan. While the enemy was chasing them, the Lord already knew, I'm going to open the Red Sea. They are going to cross in dry land, and my people will be free. That way, they will see how powerful I am. Let me say this one more time, your enemy, which is a spiritual, remember not your mother-in-law, your enemy, the spiritual enemy, not your supervisor, not the credit card company, those are people, the spiritual enemy, evil itself, which can use people of course, but evil itself is going to start chasing you, going after you, and you will start to feel afraid and nervous, scared, threatened, frightened, oh, it's okay. Just remember, the Lord will allow those things so you can move, you can move. You can move, you need to get out of that situation, changing the context, you see? You have to walk with the men of God getting out of there because when that happens, You will see a great miracle, and you will see how God is much more powerful than everyone and anyone. And that is exactly what happened in this story. You just need to say, I must cross the impossible. Can you say that with me? I'm encouraging you. I I know. I know that probably you are watching in your car right now. (laughs) <laughs> or no, maybe you're watching on your big TV and there is people there with you and you're like, I don't feel comfortable saying that. But I encourage you in your mind saying, I must cross the impossible. What is that impossibility in your life, my friend? What is that thing that you think it's impossible that I can make it? What is that impossibility? There is nothing impossible for God if He is leading you. When you set your own agenda, when you set your own plans, of course, they are not going to work. But when is the Lord telling you, this is what I want you to do? The Lord puts the dreams and desires in your heart. He tells you what to do. He sets the theme. He sends the men of God. You read the signs. You are going with family and friends out of darkness. You are moving to the promised land. There is no impossibility. All that you need is to believe and walk. You just believe and walk. You know, it is interesting. I will tell you this. Many times I have suggested people, you know, it's good to walk. It's a good practice, of course, you know, for your body. But it's good to go walking and praying. (laughs) praying to the Lord so you are walking and I know you have done that like I do people even walk in their homes talking (laughs) and what is what you're going to say you're going to complain no 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 no. because you are believing so you are believing and you are saying Lord I know this is a huge debt you're going to help me to get out of this mud Lord I know that my situation in my house is a disaster, but you're gonna help me to see things better here because you are the God of the impossible. Lord, this company doesn't doesn't look like it's gonna make it, <laughs> but you're gonna provide a new job for me, something. Lord, this illness in my body or in my spouse or in my children, this situation, whatever the impossibility is, you just pray, you walk, and believe making your declarations then is when you have to be willing to listen to the voice of the holy spirit because you know there is an interaction between you and the lord there is always an interaction between you and the lord the lord is always watching and listening to you if he sees you you are nagging and complaining and the lord just you know what I, I imagine sometimes, you know, the, the kind of things that I do with flies in my house, I just grab that electronic device <laughs> that we have in different colors, green, blue, different shapes and materials. And, you know, I just see those flies, and I, I, I can't stand you. Flash. Well, I imagine that sometimes, I imagine... Sometimes I aggravate the Lord in such a way that the Lord probably comes <laughs> with that, the fly killer, and he just goes, Gian, shush, <laughs> ouch. Because he is always watching and listening. Sometimes the heat is in my head, ouch, Lord, that hurts. That hurts. What you were doing, nothing. There is an interaction between you and the Lord. And when you are walking and believing, and you say your declarations. Guess, guess what is going to happen? The Lord will talk to you. He will say, good job, good job. Now you you brush your teeth. Wonderful. Great, great. Now take a shower. Now clean the stuff in the bathroom. You're a good boy. You're a good boy. You're a good girl. You clean up your kitchen, lady. Good job. You are going to have a better kitchen because now you are cleaning the kitchen. When the Lord sees you, that you are taking steps with your health, that you are managing your money with intelligence. When he sees that you are becoming more and more patient, when you are doing what he says, you are walking and believing and talking the right thing. He will talk to you and he will give you new assignments. And that is what you need is just faith in God and he will set you free. And that is what happened to the Israelites. Here the Lord says, Moses, come on, get the stick. It's time to make it work again. <laughs> and can you imagine all the Israelites lights when they saw Moses of the time getting the stick? Now what? What is going to happen? <laughs> Those with faith, right? Oh, boy, this is exciting. Now what? Here's Moses, puts the stick, opens the Red Sea, and they walk in dry land, and they are like, whoo! happy, walking, you know, Hakuna Matata, right? Whatever they were singing, right? Hallelujah or Hebrew, I don't know. They are happy walking, right? And suddenly somebody turns. What what is that? Moses, Moses, look, look who's coming behind us. (laughs) You know, you don't worry about Those that are chasing you, you don't worry about those problems. Somehow, the good Lord with his power is going to destroy them. The spiritual enemies, remember, not the people that you have trouble with. All these bad influences are going to disappear from your life because the Lord wants to set you free. The Lord wants you to be free all the time free of doubt, free of fear, free of anger, free of resentment. And you will enjoy that kind of life. Can you imagine your life without those four things? You will not be afraid of anything ever again. You will not be doubting about this or that. You are not going to live angry all the time. And you will not have any bad feelings towards anybody. You forgive everybody, including yourself. What kind of freedom is that? That, my friend, is a victory itself. Woo! You're like, this is good. Of course it's good. You know what? I show you this scripture at the beginning in Exodus 20 when the Lord gave Moses the commandments, right? And he says, I am the Lord your God. I am the one who freed you from Egypt where you were slaves. I show you that. Well, you know what? There are many scriptures among the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Amos, many of them talking about the same sentence. I am the one who set you free who brought you out of Egypt from slavery. Even there are Psalms. Isn't it exciting? Now, if you understand the Bible, and you know that everything was with the books of Moses, the first one, they were chronologically written. Now that we are in Exodus, explain to me why is it that in Genesis 46, the Lord said that? genesis exodus how come in genesis 46 the lord said exactly that i am the lord your god that will bring you out of egypt well this was part of the prophecy this was said to jacob jacob whose name was changed to israel because sometimes you like it or not, you are going to go through some trials in your life and not just you, but your descendants like happened in the case of Jacob. So we all learn that he is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord God Almighty is real. And it's time for you to make decisions. What is going to be? Are you going to be the person that is always playing with God and pretending you are a good person. I want you to know that it does not matter who or what is chasing you. The Lord will set you apart for him. It doesn't matter who's after you, my friend. The Lord will set you apart for him because he wants you to be holy. The question is if you are ready for it. Are you ready for a new life? I want, I want to know. Are you willing to commit to the Lord for real and do it and get it right? Well, I hope you do. Remember that the only requirement is to believe. Faith that comes to your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the hearing of the preaching of God's word. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died for you, you just receive that gift of salvation. You know, by by receiving his forgiveness, you will experience wonderful changes in your life. You will be willing to to be more humble, acknowledging that you are wrong, you repent easier, (laughs) you're not that stubborn, you get it, right? And then you learn to get along with everybody Reconnect with people because you have hurt people. All that is the result of the gospel in you. That's the freedom that we were talking about. But the first step is just put in your heart and say things like this prayer that I show you here on the screen. Say with me, Dear God, you are amazing. You have a plan for everyone. You have a plan for me. I believe, I believe you can do miracles. Please forgive my lack of faith. Lord, you are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. And where is where all this begins? On Calvary. On the cross where the Lord Jesus paid the price for our salvation. What if you say with me this powerful declaration? I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. My friends. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas. In the name of our church, Victory Church, my wife Tracy, my team here, we all say to you, have a wonderful rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you next time. you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.